Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, welcome to episode number four of Cult Film and Review. I'm Cody Everett. This week we're talking about uh, American Werewolf in London. It's about two backpackers who get lost in the moors of London and a dog attacks them. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. So, uh, you know what? Let's just start the show. Ooh, you saw me standing alone Without a dream in my heart Hey guys, welcome uh, this week. We're doing uh, American Werewolf in London. I'm your host, Cody Everett. Uh, we always start off the show if you're just uh, joining us for the first time by going over our weeks a little bit and telling you a little bit about ourselves. But, you know, it's a little egotistical, but whatever. Um, I'm not going to start off first. Uh, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to switch to somebody else. Chris, how was your week? Where can people find you at? <laughs> you, you can find me at braindamagefilms.com, midnightreleasing.com, two local distribution companies in the Phoenix area. We talk about horror films. On the show, I put horror films into your brains. Mike, where can people find you at? How was your week? Well, I'll tell you where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, amongst other millions, at, at Mike Salucio. Also, I write filmmaking stuff over at friendlyneighborhoodfilmmaking.com yes. I'm Kyle Smith you can find me at Pliskin 426 on Instagram and you can find me at Bluefield Audio on Facebook my week was cool I'm getting promoted and I'm starting my promotion on Tuesday so oh, more money 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 oh, sorry I stepped on your part there um, other than that I did go see um a friend of mine had an extra ticket to go see Furious 7, so I saw that this week. Um, Did you cry at the end of it? I, what? No. Why would I cry? I don't know. I keep seeing all this stuff on Facebook. People are like, oh, man. The ending is so emotional. No, I do <laughs> like not. I do, do not something. cry. They do. This something. movie was, and I was talking to Cody about it earlier, but Jesus Christ, like I can, I can uh, give Fast and the Furious films. Um, some leeway when it comes to being over the top and ridiculous with their shit, but this one was just god awful. Like in terms of how crazy over the, over top. the top it was, was so stupid. But like, that's like some... their jam. Yeah, but you know when it has to do with cars, like I can I can accept it. But um, I was telling Coase and I'll tell you guys this: there is a scene. Um, so so uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the film, but he spends the entire film in a hospital because he gets his ass kicked in like, oh. the first like ten minutes of the movie. So in like the last 20 minutes of the movie, when they're having like their final battle with uh, Jason Statham in the streets of L.A. or wherever the fuck it's supposed to be at, The Rock is like looks out his window and he sees an explosion go off and, he, and his, his daughter's in the room with him. He's like, Daddy's got to go to work. So he stands up and he has one of those casts on his arm that go from the shoulder to his, you know, oh to his God. hand. I feel like I know where this is going. And he goes and he fucking flexes. I knew it! And oh the God, cast the shatters apart. Cast. And it wasn't even like practical effects the entire cast was cg'd when it broke i was just like <laughs> what are you fucking kidding me 
Didn't you say God. there was like puffs of dust? Yeah, there's like in. puffs of CG dust that's floating what, around. That's what would happen. I would have thought the doctor should have walked in and been like, okay, well, that's all my Well, you know, that was right out the window. That was broken, but, you yeah. know, sure, go go fight okay. someone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go punch someone with that arm. <laughs> don't, listen, don't listen to my recommendations. I'm only a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just flex right through that fucking thing. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Cody Everett. You can find me at the official Cody Everett on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. You can find uh, this show on Twitter at uh, what is it Mike it's cult film it's at cult film underscore review thank you you're welcome and you can also find us on Facebook under, and just search cult film and review um, <clears throat> my week was okay it wasn't that bad I got a little sick uh, from drinking a <laughs> month old apple juice <laughs> oh yeah 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 so, I, uh, short, did you, Cody, aka uh, shits his pants? Yeah. <laughs> no. So here's the story. Here's the story. Uh, sick to my stomach, just ill, ill to my stomach, right? And uh, we have a guy who's working on our house right now, uh, and he comes, he comes to work on the house, and uh, my wife's sister's coming into town, so my wife wants everything done like immediately. I'm not feeling good. I'm like, man, you should probably come back. And I was like, no, no, wait. You know what? Just do something real quick because she's going to be pissed if I send you away. So he comes in, and then I, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Like, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. And so <laughs> he's in the downstairs bathroom working there, so I have to go to the upstairs bathroom. Mm-hmm. First step I take onto the step, man. Just one step onto the, the tape. Boom. Sharp myself. Right <laughs> oh. I was like, really? God. Couldn't even, like, just walked up the stairs. <laughs> Just couldn't even walk up the stairs. It was so, totally involuntary. You just yeah. stepped and it just like is there a stain it on the carpet now? It, no, no, it wasn't bad. Like it, thankfully it wasn't bad. Is it wasn't he like naked? it wasn't like <laughs> it was just like a little I think even if you wear a shorts, naked. like who will come out. It was you just know? like it was like a little got out. Oh my got god. Got out of where? It's a little guy. Just rolled down well, your leg, didn't it? Oh god. Oh, <laughs> Cascading down his thigh. Ew. It got caught in my boxers. Safe. <laughs> oh. Caught in my boxers. Hey, that's what boxers are for. That's what hot underwear boxers. is for. It's to catch shit. It's the catch shit. You, hot boxers. <laughs> you don't want that getting in your jeans. So now that you have that visual, let's talk about American Werewolf in London. <laughs> the film we came here to talk about. It was Mike's pick. It was my pick. So, Mike, let's go to you first. John Landis was the director of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, let, do you, I, I mean, let's. Do you want to talk about the job he did? Do you do you do you think he the job uh, he did? Yeah, yeah. As yeah, the director, he directed it. Yeah. What I mean, how do you think he did? I think he did a good job. It's it's a classic film. Everybody loves this film. Okay. Who All doesn't right. like this film? I have a yeah, feeling. Let's, let's just go right to the ratings. Yeah. What do you give it? I, <laughs> what? How I, are I, we I, rating it? I have yeah. a feeling that Cody does not like this movie the way he is opening Uh-oh. up right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay, I'll say, yeah, I think Jonathan Landis did a very good job with this. Jonathan Landis. <laughs> he knows him personally. <laughs> good friend. Good old John. John did really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was known for comedy, did Animal House before this. They even promoted this film as being like, it's the director of Animal House. And I heard on Wikipedia, because it's a credible source, that <laughs> that uh, people went to go see this assuming that it was going to be this really like straight-up comedy film, and people were walking out disturbed, having no idea that this was going to be a horror film. Nice, right? That's you know? like the, that's like the best that's thing you could you could help hope for when you make a movie. Oh no, I yeah. agree. I think it's awesome. Give but, something yeah. they didn't expect. You know, I think, yeah, I think that. What 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 what's the subject we're on? 
John Landis. John Landis. <laughs> Jonathan, John, Jonathan. How did he Jonathan do? Jonathan Landis. Good old Johnny boy. Jonathan Landis. He always reminded me of like... The old JL. There's another guy that he reminds me of. Oh, okay. Good story. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who does he remind you of? John Landis. There's always another guy. Some other guy. Like it's like St- if like Steven Spielberg and like Francis Ford Coppola like smash together, they'd be like a little mini John Landis. I totally no. gr- disagree with that. That's a, that's a, what? <laughs> what what part of comedy does Coppola or Spielberg bring into that element I'm saying at all? Physically, not <laughs> physically, he just <laughs> looks like a <laughs> Nobody saw the movie Jack. That was a comedy. That was a comedy. All that's right. True. That's Coppola. Anyways. <laughs> Fucking shit show. Going back. Yeah, no shit. Going, <laughs> that's awesome. Going back to John Landis uh, and talking about John Landis and, and, and his job in this film, I actually don't disagree that he, that he did a good job. I think he did do a good job on this film. There's just, for me, there is something missing in this movie. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a victim of the times. But I just find myself fucking snooze fest during this movie. Really? Yeah, I, dude. I'll agree, dude. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think- there's some scenes that go way too long, like um, that whole scene where he's just like bouncing around the apartment and stretching and looking out the window, and I'm just like, God damn it, is this still happening? Like, what is this? What's the purpose? Yeah, and I had zero investment, and this is just me. But I had zero investment in the love story too. I felt the love story like yeah. took away from the movie. It, it that love story makes no damn sense. That that it is true. Yeah. I'm not gonna it, lie. It, it, it was it it was missing something. I it just was find it weird. I'll tell you what it is realism. The, the is nurse would be like, "Oh, I've <laughs> like, gotten to know you over these past couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you want to come stay in my home? Right. Like, what the fuck? Why why are you taking away from the fantasy, Chris? That's every guy's fantasy. Is a hot nurse yeah. invites him home after being attacked it's by a wolf. It's a great fantasy, and I love I, and I can appreciate. That. I love her line when she takes him into his, her apartment for the first time. She's like, well, you can turn on the telly. I'm going to go take a shower. As if to say, like, oh, we're not going to have sex tonight. But what's the next thing that happens? He does not watch television. They have like, he yeah. gets right up in that yeah, shower. Yeah, they have, like, six sex scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's trying to get him into the shower. I, I like how, how I it cuts it. from them having sex in the shower to having sex in the bed and then mm-hmm. back again. I don't well, know if that happened, but... Like, I don't like that's my thing. Like, I don't like that's like where I'm at with this movie. It's like the acting was great. Uh, there's really nothing wrong with the acting. Oh, I, God, re- I, I disagree with that. I'm- really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't mind the acting. I think the, the acting's like fantastic. I think they fit they fit the parts. Like, I think so too. They they really do. I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the effects whatsoever. The effects for the time, fantastic. They're fun, like fun groundbreaking. Thi- yeah, fun things happen with them. Like I the humor is good. Like the humor is good. I wish there was more of it. It's too spaced apart, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, and but like I said, like uh, the main story, which is the majority of the movie, is that love story. Just it doesn't do it for me. Hmm. I I I can I can see that. I agree. I think that the whole reason people even really like this movie is because of the effects in the film. I think. That's, well, that that comes to our next question: What makes this film a cult film? Well, that's what I was gonna say because this movie did had a ten million dollar budget, and we all know where this one went. Unlike fucking the last one we reviewed, last three we we yeah yeah this totally different time period though. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But this is uh, and he was coming off a hit. I mean, he came off of Animal House. That was a hit. Yeah, but this movie was a hit too. 
30 no, mil- no, no, I'm 30 saying, million. But that's probably one of the reasons that went into that 30 million was just yeah, people so, were like, oh, God, we got to go see the new John Landis film. Have mm. you seen I Animal think, House? That shit was <clears> sick. <laughs> I think you're right, Cody. I think the reason this is a, this can be classified as a cult film is because of uh, special effects are the big fucking part of it because the transformation scene was groundbreaking, even though, I mean, was it The Howling came out months before and yeah. had the same transformation scene. But You know why, right? Oh yeah, because of Rick Baker's protege kind of ripped well, off. Well, because Rick Baker, Rick, no, Rick, Rick Baker was going to work on. From what I understand, Rick Baker was going to work on the Howling because it took John Landis so long to get mm-hmm. this movie together. It's like eight years or something. And then he said, you know, you're going to do this movie, and he's like, okay. I I know I, from, I heard it differently, and I might be wrong, but from what I hear, Rob Bottin, who did the special effects for the Howling, is actually was Rick uh, Rick Baker's protege for many years. And um, that was Rob Bottin's big break, was getting the special effects work for that film. And correct me if I'm wrong, Internet, but from what I understand, that um, Rick Baker was working on the transformation stuff, and Rob Bottin came over to his shop and kind of checked it out and actually ripped off a lot of the stuff he did for um, The Howling from all of Rick Baker's ideas and designs for... For that movie, for American Marvel in London, okay, he saw it as it was being created. And yeah, then and went he, and he's did like, it. <laughs> he's like, well, this movie, well, movie I'm working on is going to be out before this, so I'm going to fucking roll with it and knock it out really fast. But I and mean, you can tell when you look at the two transformation scenes side by side, they're super similar. There's better quality in Rick Baker's design, mostly because it is shot in like hard light, whereas right. um, the transformation scene Howling's at night, so you can hide a lot of the effects. Right, so obviously right. Rick Baker was doing a better job of it, but I think that is what makes it a cult film, is like the, like before that, like you really didn't see this level of intensity with hard light, with having harsh light on an effect and it looking so fucking real. I think that is what draws a lot of people to the film. Oh, I think that's what this mo- this movie gets its cult classic status from is is definitely the effects well i think it's another thing too for me personally i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i also think it's because this is kind of a weird hybrid of like a comedy and a horror film like this is a violent film <laughs> it's a, violent a very film violent film to yeah. have like these cute quips i mean like what's his name's character uh griffin uh the friend jack 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 yes uh jack i mean like just that whole him showing up and decomposing over and over and like that so whole good. scenario and that whole back and forth between those two it's very funny that, like that's a joke that's a that running that's joke so that hilarious. just keeps going on throughout that film they were my favorite part of the movie and then they also had my least favorite scene and that's when they were in the uh the Wacken house the Wacken. that was your least favorite scene? That scene oh that scene was hilarious that's, that's actually my favorite scene I, in the whole movie I just hate, all the people are like pitching ideas of how to kill himself yeah. I know I, I, I get that but they're all like just like I just hate the, the married couple how chipper they are i'm just like i, just, I, don't. I don't know it's it's you know it's it's english <laughs> it's english sensibility like that's the thing that cracked me up the most about this movie is like these like these <laughs> these these english people who are like you know you're in a horror element you're you hear some weird howling and what's the response like oh, i don't think it's funny i'm going to report this <laughs> yes. and that's like like you put an american actor and be like what the fuck I'm gonna fuck kick your ass. You keep doing this, like you know. It's like these English just just take the getting killed by a wolf with such stride and <laughs> such charisma. I, don't know, I love I love it. What do you guys think of the bar? I love the bar stuff too. I think the bar you scenes mean, are, are like funny. the pub. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's not a bar, Cody. It's oh, a pub. So, oh, sorry. The sh- was it's it the, the slaughtered, slaughtered lamb? Slaughtered yeah. lamb. Slaughtered lamb. I liked. Yeah, I wish like I could go to a place that looked like that. You know, it's like kind of like buried some in some fucking hillside, and there's a bunch of weirdos in there with some pentagram <laughs> painted on the wall and two candles burning at <laughs> and, all and times. And werewolves and running they, through the field. Everybody just shuts the fuck up as soon as you walk in, and they don't <laughs> say one thing to you. And then it, it sounds like an awful experience. What I think is funny about the pub is like, it, like it has that like weird how I feel Americans view British people. Like the guy, he starts telling the story, and oh, the everyone joke? else is just rabble rousing the whole time. <laughs> like, I'll tell you one thing: I was heading as commons when you watch it on TV. People are just like, yeah, <laughs> and like you don't hear a single thing until somebody says, "What's up with the pentagram?" <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of the comedy element. That I Landis loved when was coming was from, the, though. It was more d- slapstick one mm. from all of it. I mean, you look at Animal House, a lot of that's like kind of a slapstick comedy. Oh, that's where it's yeah. coming from. So, yeah. you know, those elements really came in. I think that going back to what Cody said, the comedy was was too spaced far apart. And I think like the one liners and the gags were spaced far apart. But in terms of the slapstick comedy, that was peppered in more frequently throughout the film like just the detective like knocking over the tray of fucking <laughs> of uh, whatever the hell those were you know when they're in the doctor's office like that's just that's stupid and it's mm-hmm. funny it's cl- it's old school you gotta keep in mind that this movie this movie was actually written in 69 so he had this 1969 mindset in terms of comedy and all that shit it's very know? violent for 1969 <laughs> Well, that's why this it took is, 10 years to get made. That's why we waited until 1981. And it proved that the effects were worth the wait. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because, again, Rick Baker won an, uh, they, they won an Academy Award for this. It was the, they actually created an yeah, Academy the, Award the, for yeah, this Yeah, the film. first one to ever win this type of award because it didn't exist before. So that's definitely what I think then gives it its cult following. That it's got to be the it's got to be the effects because we've I've sat here and I, at least I'm pointing out what I think are problems in the movie to me at least that I had with it because like I said I I got bored man I was just like and I don't know if I'm just a product of my environment and like I just have like ADD <laughs> now like everybody does and I can only watch I, something you for just had a seconds. baby screaming in the background I tried watching yeah. it and fell asleep and then had to watch it from the beginning to end the next day so I watched it one and a half times. Mm. And I was, and I would say that I found it kind of boring. It can be slow. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll there say are, it. Yeah, there, there are some, some slow parts, but it's, a, it's kind of an, it's an, it's more of an old school horror. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. it's right on the cusp of new horror film and and the old school way of doing things, which was like really slow, a lot of talking, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of exposition was happening, not a lot of scary shit was happening, but. He's kind of got that more early 80s, you know, getting ready for like just blood and gore and guts and shit happening. But so will, they're kind of blended together a little bit. I will tell you one thing that is not slow, and this film wins the award for me, the quickest piss ever taken in a film. Oh, right? Dude, yeah. I thought the Do same you know fucking thing. About? It was like... Right after he has sex, he wakes up, he goes to the toilet, and he takes a piss for like two seconds. <laughs> Seriously, it's like... goes psh- right into the mirror. And it's just <laughs> what like... What the fuck? Did yeah. no one else notice it? I did not. It, no. oh, it should have won an old Oscar I for that. I chuckled. I chuckled. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, I've never taken a piss that fast. What the hell? Wait, what did he do? Take a shot? And that was all he took that night? <laughs> Dehydrated, <laughs> taking that sex. He needs piss to drink more water. <laughs> Post sex yeah. piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, it takes you like fifteen seconds to even get to the point. I know, right? Post sex piss. It takes a little time worst. to get the urine flowing. Yeah, you switch valves. <laughs> like it's all gunked up switch in there. Valves. <laughs> all right, guys. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about American Werewolf in London. Stay tuned. How shall I do it? Sleeping pills. 
Not sure enough. I could hang myself. No. No, if you did it wrong, it could be painful. You'd choke to death. So what? Let him choke. Do you mind? The man's a friend of mine. Well, he ain't no friend to me. Gentlemen, please. The gun! I don't know where you can get a gun. Don't I need a silver bullet or something? Oh, be serious, would you? Madness. No, a gun would be good. Yes, you just put the gun to your forehead and pull the trigger. But if you put it in your mouth, you'd be sure not to miss. Thank you. You're all so thoughtful. A knife. An electric shock. A car crash. You could throw yourself in front of a tube. Drown. Hey, guys. Come on, Chris. Act professional. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Hey, guys. We're... <laughs> Hey guys, we're back. We're talking about American Werewolf in London. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is the reveal of the monster because we've had this argument, I feel like, on almost every episode of the show so far. Um, did anyone think the reveal took too long on this one? Because I did. Well, kind no. of technically no. Because well, no. you get to see the face real quick, but when they show the full fucking wolf, you get to see him for like two minutes. Yes, there's havoc going on for those two minutes, and it's awesome. That's not the first time you see the full wolf. That that wolf attacks him right at the beginning. Look, the best scene. It's the, not the best. The American I, I think the but I think the best shot of the wolf is when the uh, the guy in the the subway is getting killed, and you see the wolf when he's on the escalator, and the wolf kind of walks out, and that's when you see the full the, oh, the full yeah. reel of the wolf. Yeah, from and that's like fucking 80 feet away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's but really it looks, out of focus. It, it looks too. really fucking good because he looks so fucking massive in that scene. Like, I think that's a great reveal. Eh, disagree. Oh my god. Disagree. <laughs> and would anyone think there was too much man ass in this movie or man balls? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> man if ass I didn't see any balls, balls, but I did see some man. You call it man ass. I balls? call it realism. Okay, you turn into a werewolf. Where are your clothes gonna go? True. Off. It's not like the werewolf's t- tagging along with him. True. You know, yeah. He brought like a fanny pack. <laughs> a fanny pack. That's what a werewolf would. I wear. like yeah. the uh, I, I like the thing of like the souls like being stuck with the person that uh, whoever ki- like mm-hmm. he kills. I actually really enjoy that part of the movie. I yeah. think that's a great idea. Yeah. And I'm surprised that hasn't been stolen and carried on that I know of at yeah. least. Yeah. No, Maybe I, in, I can't think of anything. Unless myself. it happened in Paris. Oh my Ooh. god, that no. fucking movie. We're not going to talk about that. Why didn't we do a double feature? We should have done a double feature because the be- the be- second feature is so horrible. <laughs> it should be forgotten about. Actually, you know that that's a I've never seen that anywhere randomly ever at all. I don't think anybody bought that movie. I don't know what they did with all of the extra copies. Like they must have had a huge like burning party. Yeah, I, I never, bet you. I bet you it's buried right next to the ET game. Yeah, <laughs> out in the desert, in Nevada. Yeah, you'll never find yeah. one again. It's just buried under the dust. government's holding it with you know alien artifacts. <laughs> I've never even seen it in the five dollar bin. No, I've never that's seen the film a, anywhere actually. It's in except a two dollar. It's bin. almost like it was recalled. It's like we're I sorry, s- we can't take it out of your minds, but we're going to get rid of every copy that we can possibly I think, find. I think the only time I saw it was when it came out on VHS at the video update. Right. I there. think I saw this in theaters. I think I saw Paris in theaters. Get out of the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just I, leave. Did, I think that was the, that, that was my first thought too when I saw the film. I was just like, I got to get out of the room. <laughs> the hell out of here. Damn, I paid. <laughs> Off topic. <laughs> okay, so the carnage. Let's talk about the carnage too that the werewolf uh, kind of like causes at the end scene, uh, where it's just the the car crashes. Those car how many crashes fucking are car brutal. crashes? Fantastic. How, how many? That was such a great. Didn't scene. somebody fly out of a window? Yeah, it was like a smoky in the bandit you know, X-rated. You know what's <laughs> funny is the car that hits the guy that flies through the window in the bank. 
<laughs> that guy is John Landis. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I did read that. Good for him. That's I great. thought that scene was awesome because, I mean, going back to what Cody was saying earlier about the lack of comedy, like that whole scene is like old school slapstick. Like it's so over the top how many cars keep crashing into each other and it's just so repetitive. It's like total slaps. It's humorous. After the first two hits, you're like, ooh, and then all of a sudden you just start fucking laughing as. Fucking more people get hit and more cars are smashing at each other. It's fucking. It was great. I loved it. Good scene. It is a good scene. I just did anyone have a problem with the ending? Because yeah, I did. big time. Yes. With the ending of the film. I yes. don't think it really even has one. It, it, it doesn't. Just so it doesn't. abrupt. It's so fast. Just like, like it's just. I'm done. I did what I needed to do. Yeah. Bye. That's what it said to like, me. Well, you you made me turn into a werewolf. I think um, and over. Like, I think that's the whole film. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the one review actually point, pointed out. I think it was Roger Ebert. He said the film seemed like John Lennon had no idea how to end a movie. Mm. <laughs> no, there's, there's like the ending is you're just like what? What ha- he shot and dead? Like why didn't he try to break free? Like or run up the building? Can't they do that? Aren't they agile as shit? He's a dumb animal. He doesn't know. Yeah, I mean they probably wanted it to be somewhat realistic, like running up the building. What wolf can do that? Batman. Yeah. Underworld okay. werewolves. Now we're talking about a superhero. <laughs> like, not a fucking man wolf. But I will say something about it, especially the way he dies. Because he dies by regular bullets. It's not silver bullets. There's nothing really mystical about it. Yeah, but I, they, they touch on that they, in the porn. They do. The he he says theater. something about, like, oh, what are we going to kill? A silver bullet? And, like, oh, and they make, a, like, a joke about it. Like, <laughs> come on, like, be real. On, That's please. ridiculous. But uh, I, you know what I thought? Like, getting deep into it. It's about the Cold War. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, what what it kind of says it, it does make his his like uh, lycanthropy. I guess you would say his that's werewolf, a good word. I like werewolfism. Lycanthropy. It's like a real curse because it's a he's mortal. Like it's just like there's nothing. You know how like in vampire movies or even like Underworld or something like that, you can sit there and be like, Jesus, you know what? It'd be kind of cool to be a fucking vampire. Yeah, like I get to see things that mm-hmm. no man can see, and you know, same thing with werewolves. This one. It, I was like, I would never want to turn into this thing. I no. agree. I agree with that. That's true. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no positives to like Wolf. Remember the movie Wolf? Yeah, with Jack, with Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. It's like not only does he turn into a werewolf, but it gives him you know the amazing power of like being a cutthroat businessman too. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait Super a minute. Successful. Jack Nicholson was in Wolf. Yeah. Why yeah. did I think he was in Howling? Who's the fuck is in Howling? I don't uh, think it's no, but not Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think not. you're mixing that with The Shining. No, why would I mix up two werewolf no, films with a psychological with thriller? Like... As good as it gets, I think, is <laughs> what you were thinking. Maybe you're thinking of Wolfen. Maybe you're thinking of Wolfen. Wolfen? Okay. Wolfen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, no positives at all to being this type of werewolf in this world. Yeah, it just turns into a fucking raving yeah. maniac I've... creature that just tears through the streets and wrecks but everything. Don't you think... Don't don't you think that um, that would be like the most realistic depiction of yeah. what turning into a wolf would be like? Yeah. 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 So I, I think in that respect, he fucking nailed it. What if they like, I agree. I mean, think about what if they let a wolf loose on like New Year's Eve in the middle of a fucking like New York City's like crowd. What would that do? Well, obviously it would cause chaos and mass yep, destruction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens at the end of the film. But it, it is just, it's like they just corner it. Like it wasn't even that big of a fight. Like it wasn't even a fight. It wasn't no, it even wasn't. a fight. And that's, I think, what the problem is. I don't think that was, uh, it was supposed to be a fight. I think it was supposed to be sad. 
Really? Yeah. I think I think I think the tone of the film was supposed to be more depressing, not like an action. This isn't an action yeah, film or th- like a, a big battle is happening. Like this is a fucking wild animal who has no idea. He has no idea what he's doing. He just is acting on on animal instincts. So I think that's that that's a fair way of doing it. I did just belch saying. <laughs> <it. laughs> Excuse me. But you, got, I think, you got a burp. You got a burp. I think man. he relied. Then, then I would say that John Landis relied on the love story to make the sadness happen, which it didn't happen because she, at the end she's like, "Oh no!" Oh, I don't think that's the case. I think oh. I think the sadness. I think the sadness of the film is is seeing this main character like go through something that he does not want to be a part of, like, and I think that's that is um, amplified by the transformation scene. You have that that. That melancholy song, um, what's it, what's Blue, it? Moon. Blue Moon? Blue what's Moon's it? playing over, and it's like uh, such a melancholy, sad song. And you watch this guy fucking turn into some creature he does not want to become, and that's where the, that's when the sadness happens. That's when you become engaged to that character and you start giving a shit. Like this fucking sucks for this guy. I would never want that to happen to me. I don't think the love stories is just peppered in there to kind of break it up and kind of play to another audience type maybe or to maybe just make the story seem a little more interesting. It's not necessary, but I don't think that's where your caring is supposed to come from. I want to talk about those dream sequences that he would have. Those, yeah. those are fantastic. Holy yes. shit, dude. Those Are those not fucking scary? They're fucking fuck? terrifying. This is more scary than the actual movie or those I, fucking nightmares in I the will, movie. I will say one thing. The one where like the wolves are like zon- or Nazis yeah. and they're just gunning down his family and right, stuff, right. I have no idea how he came up with that. <laughs> I just like would imagine that like John Landis was just doing a bunch of blow that night. <laughs> Can I, I tell you that? Like, hey. <laughs> Just throw some Nazis in here, man. That was my like, least favorite special effect of the movie because they were like just shitty ass masks. They rubber were masks. They yeah, were yeah, it no, didn't I, look good, I, but I don't think you're supposed to focus on that. I, thought I think it was, it was the weird overall. as fuck. Yeah, like, it just looked like what the fuck is that? Why are there Nazi werewolves? Yeah, like what, on what the, in this movie at all? Combination like, to even <laughs> think about like Nazis and werewolves. I mean, they're. I mean, I guess I can't. You can't say they're See, actually. I mean, they they seem like Nazis at least, right? They are. They're, they're, they're they have the right? Nazi, Nazi uniforms on. Uniforms and no, they are. That's totally but like the SS werewolves. I can't werewolves. imagine he's making some kind of statement <laughs> with that or something. It's about the like Cold War. It's the Cold War. <laughs> it's probably. It was probably about the Cold War, Michael. I'm probably. Sure, yeah. The one scene that freaked me out the most, and going back to your dream sequences, was uh, when he sees himself in the hospital bed. And that face that he fucking sees, like. Or that the chick sees like that. It, that always reminds me of The Exorcist, and it's funny because Rick Baker actually worked as an uh, uh, assistant special effects artist on Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that, that just that makeup right there is lo- looks just like it was pulled from that, mm-hmm. and it's fucking terrifying looking. <laughs> yeah, and you know the other thing that's cool about it because this is the first time I ever remember seeing this in a film, and I think they've done it in other films. But like that, you wake up from your dream, and you're like, oh my god, and then. You're that still is, in it. You're still in you're a dream. Still in that fucking dream. I mean, I think There's we can make. Still a Nazi I think we can make an argument that this is where Inception came from. <laughs> Inception. Thanks, John. See, John I was. I tried to analyze the dreams too and see like what they were trying to tell him about turning into a werewolf, and it just never made any sense. I think to it's me. just. I think it's just. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's I just think eye it's candy. fear. I think it's raw brutality, like all that shit. I think a lot of it was. I think a lot of it his was just hand, eye candy. his him being separated from himself. That's why he sees himself on the operating uh, or on, in the bed. He's he's detached from his 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 own body anymore. You know the animalistic raw of him killing the deer and eating it. You know, I think it's all that shit. <laughs> just the leg. It was just like a leg. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he kills the deer and just eats the leg. 
I was expecting to see the neck or something. All I can remember thinking was like, God, that scene must have been fucking terrible to do. Like, all right, just take that giant chunk of meat into your mouth. <laughs> here's, yeah. a, here's a question for God, you. Let's do it again. Here's a question for you. Uh, when's the remake going to happen? I hope never. They, I like this one. They actually one. talked. They, I've, I've read about it today. It's like 2009 they had announced one, and it's just no one. no one's talked about it since. I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised this hasn't gotten a remake. I'm I'm very shocked by that because you could see you can see a, a, a franchise in this if you're. I don't in, think in there Hollywood. needs to be a remake. There, that's what I think. The reason you haven't seen a remake is because there's no need for one. You have but Underworld been... and all that other shit that is already dealing with wolves They'll and vampires. They'll want to update it for this generation. And, you, yep. and you've got and you've got the what's that terrible fucking movie with the love story and the vampire and the wolf and shit twilight twilight thank you uh, so there's already yeah there's already multiple multiple films who are playing off the lichen plus there was a theme thing. that was going around here that i think this film started was like the whole uh american shows up in a completely different place and makes that better you know what i'm talking about like there's mm. an american ninja american samurai like it's always this idea of like hey guys you like ninjas uh, yeah how do you like about an american ninja <laughs> it's even better because I think, it's American. I, like, I, think, I, think I think those films are trying yeah. to bank on this film that was a ten million dollar budget and made thirty three million. You're like, oh, let's just put American in the title, right. American and they lead, did and that so was much with that, you know. So many terrible films. Now it's like American Splendor, <laughs> a sad story about <laughs> a comic book artist. You know. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. You saw me standing. Hey guys, we are back and we're talking about American Werewolf in London. Um, so uh, we want to talk about the soundtrack a little bit. Uh, anybody uh, enjoy the soundtrack? Not enjoy the soundtrack? Annoyed by it? Not annoyed by it? I did. I like the soundtrack because I like the song Blue Moon. And there's like three different versions of that song in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was a little thrown off by it. I think it was kind of distracting sometimes. I didn't like where um, Bad Moon, was it Bad Moon on the Rise? Yeah, Bad Moon on the Rise. I didn't like the scene that that was put in. I felt like it was very out of place. In it, my opinion, it's like it's a good soundtrack, but it's very, uh, what's it, cliche? I guess. No, I well, I don't like. Know if, I don't know if cliche. I agree with Chris though that it's forced. all the other songs have a have a perfect spot in the film, mm-hmm. with the exception of Bad Moon, which I honestly think that should have been the transformation scene good. music. Yeah. But the flip side of it is, like I was saying earlier, is playing that melancholy version of that song mm. creates that kind of uh, oh, sadness for him so to witness what he's going through so yeah it might have seemed kind of comedic if like they were playing and there's credence an, you there's know an, uh, yeah, transformation exactly. scene. there's an interesting fact about it he tried to get two other versions of blue moon one from bob dylan and bob dylan said no because he had just turned christian he wanted to be a christian for like three years or something like that yeah <laughs> so he decided he and he didn't like the fact that there was a lot of violence in the film yeah and then he the other one he wanted to do obviously elvis's which is probably the most popular version of blue moon i heard there was another version of it uh, i don't remember who who was the uh, the artist but they they didn't like it because mc hammer no it's cat <laughs> stevens that's what it oh, is it's cat no. stevens and, and, and he, Steven, he believes no. in werewolves and he didn't want to promote a oh, film really? that promotes I heard, that idea. I heard, and I guess, I don't know. I had heard that he didn't do it because when he converted to Islam, 
he makes sure that all of his secular songs don't get put into movies. Yeah, but anymore. that was after this movie happened, right? No, no, no. From song? what I heard, he, he had like this is like around the time he had converted to Islam. Oh, I like the uh, idea better that he believes in werewolves, so that's he doesn't what, hey, want to do. You know what? I, I watched, I watched, <laughs> I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff, and that's what John Landis actually says in that he wanted that version, but um, Cat Stevens said something about werewolves, and he didn't want to promote. The idea of werewolves. And I don't shit. want to promote the ideas of werewolves either, because I don't want people trying to figure that out. <laughs> figure out how to be it or how to do it or what? Yeah, you know, going out and getting bit by wolves. Just getting, looking to just get bit. Because they watch this movie, they go to London trying to find some wolves. Yeah, I go to like. Do you guys think the hor- there was like a lot of horror in this movie? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily do a horror not? movie. It's way more a horror movie than a comedy movie. I think it's just it's so offset by the comedy that I feel like you're not getting you know. I don't know. I mean, I just felt sometimes like, it doesn't feel like one. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I wasn't even really feeling. I guess I kind of was under the impression the whole time that it was supposed to be somewhat funny. So uh, that 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 was like a a layer just kind of sitting on top of my judgment, maybe. So even in the scenes where it was supposed to be scary, like the build up to when they first get bit. Like I didn't ever feel like it got built up enough. I never felt like it was like it like pulled me, it didn't pull me in far enough to be like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? I don't think it was ever like frightening, but the gore makes it a horror movie. Oh, I yeah. like that when I I I disagree with you because there was the buildup of them hearing the creatures circling them and they're walking around like ah! where's that build? Yeah, that sound, Cody. And you know what that sound is? That's the sound of a wolf. Mixed with an elephant. <laughs> there you go. That's not even a joke. That's that's for real. There's your sound bite of yeah. the week. It was a really good Chew sound. It. it was Chew a really on. good sound. It Actually, what you it don't sound know, like a it man screaming it mixed did. with mm-hmm. mixed with a wolf. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean, it was the same loop but over no, and over I, again. I, but yeah. I think <laughs> when sure. they it never I think, changes. I think when they first get attacked, I think I think it's built up enough. Um, Going off what Jan, Jan, Jan. <laughs> Going off what Jan Brewer, said. John, <laughs> John Landis was coming off of his Jan normal Landis. comedy <laughs> shit. Jan, yeah. Ladies and Jan Landis, Janice Landis, Jan Landis, Janice Landis. I've had a few drinks tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think I'll have another. Yes. All right, I'm done with that that topic. Jonathan Landis. <laughs> I don't got nothing else to say. Jonathan Landis. Yeah. All right, so made a movie. <laughs> made a movie about a wolf. about a helicopter that came down and chopped off someone's head on the Twilight Zone. Yep. So does this movie say something also about American culture <laughs> we'll just and skip over that? How uh, we don't understand maybe other cultures, no. you know, and we just make asses of out ourselves uh, no matter what? where we go. What's your like example? Turning into, like turning into wolves and eating people. What's your example Got of it. them? Like, like making like our our, our lack of understanding of other culture. They're like, don't go on the moors. Okay, idiots walk on the moors. Get lost. I don't think they said it's the that. The first thing they, they did. did. Yeah, no, they, they said, do. They, they say very specifically state of the road. Actually, yeah. the guy who drops him off in the truck at the beginning says, "Stay off the moors." Yeah. And the people in the bar tell them to stay off the moors, and they still fucking go on the moors. And it's like the, the total American way of thinking. Like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? Let's just talk about a funny fucking situation. F- they're, just just like, they're, they're just like fucking foreigners, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah, in their fucking country. They're in, <laughs> they're in England. They're, they're in like England. fucking foreigners. And they are. Think about it, though, because they kind of are like fucking foreigners because they're like, well, what do well, they know? And they just walk they on the moors. They are literally foreigners. They're in a, you know. 
No, no, no. I'm saying the, 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 Americans, two, the two Americans are saying. are saying everybody else is foreigners around them. Oh, yeah. It was an American thought. Is no, this what Cody's going with? I think it was. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that. No one picked up on that? I'm the only one? Going, going, but like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, look, it's getting deep this week. I didn't think it was necessary for them to ask them about the fucking pentagram because if I go into a bar, they got <laughs> yeah. some pentagram on the wall with like candles burning, there's a bunch of black soot from like years of candles burning. Like, I'm just gonna leave that alone, but oh, again, accept that I'm as interested. decor, that's decor, I'll leave it alone. But again, but again. Dumb American asking about something that they know exactly. they shouldn't fucking ask about. Exactly, and the one guy's like, what? "No, don't Come fucking on. ask him." No one, no one would see a pentagram in a bar and ask, "Hey, what's up with the pentagram?" It's, not, it's not. not a pentagram. Pentagram's upside down star. Oh, I would, okay. I would actually see that set up and so be like, "Yeah, that's the five pointed star." Just five pointed star. Yeah. Oh, it's different. And it has to be a circle around it, right? Does what? that have to make a pentagram too? Does uh, that have the circle? I don't know. The, I don't know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hold Jesus. on. I don't no know. one else also picked up on it when the, he was like in the hospital and he was like, "It was an animal," and they're like, "You're an idiot," and he's like, "No, an animal did this," and like, "Yeah, right." And well, I thought part that, of yeah, me that, thinks I thought that, that doctor the, the was cops the worst were... damn doctor everywhere because he's like, "Well, a psycho attacked you," and you <laughs> no, never know I know a psycho can be. Psycho have psycho strength that they can just like. Rip a man apart, and he's like got claw marks down his freaking. I don't think I don't think he was the worst doctor because he actually believed him and pursued it further in the film. Yeah, but how long? Jesus Christ! Well, how much fucking fucking celluloid do you got to play with here? You know, he's got bite marks on his fucking head, and he's like he had to wait till he was out of his hair so he could take some vacation time and drive up to the you know North England. He said it was a psycho with psycho powers. Yeah, no, he says he makes he said he says a crazy person has a strength of two. Two men. Yes. It's oh like my God. weird. So it was either a werewolf or M. Bison. Yeah. Something M. Like Bison. Yeah. It was either one. <laughs> yeah. So give, doing the psycho uh, yeah, psycho the, spin, yeah. whatever yeah. the hell that move's called. Street Fighter. Street, Street Fighter, Fighter psycho boom. spin. Psycho spin. That's... Did David Naughton ever go on to do anything else? Did anybody? I mean, I didn't Google. He should have. Didn't. What about familiar. the friend? What was that guy's name? He's good. His it's Griffin. So, hold on. What did I he, something name. Griffin. What did yeah. they go on to do? Because uh, he's good though. I like both. This of was them. actually. What's funny is this like was actually his like big break. Griffin the Dunn. Friend, the guy. Griffin yeah, Dunn is his Griffin name. Griffin Dunn. It was big break, and he was um, depressed that in his big break he would be a decaying corpse. Yeah. Like, he actually, the first day of applying makeup, I guess he became super depressed and just upset about working on the film. Like, he didn't want to fucking do it. And John Landis and the producer had to, like, talk to him and, like, look, dude, we know what we're doing. Just fucking roll with it type of thing. Yeah. And and it wasn't until, like, some coaxing that he actually finally got on board to do oh, to finish and, and the can, film. Can we I made Animal House, damn it! <laughs> I know what I'm doing! Can we talk about that for a little bit? <laughs> Let me ask a question to everybody here. How long do you think this... This, the timeline of this film is like is it a week a few days what do you think I think it's a, like a week it's a couple it's a couple of weeks okay then what's up a couple with, of weeks I, I thought it was two. who decomposes that fast dead people oh I thought no. you, I thought you were going to bring up another topic but no <laughs> I'm talking about this <laughs> I, I'm disappointed there's no way a, the human body decomposes hold that on. much in a week hold on he's wondering about the why wasn't there a full moon when he was in the hospital he was there for like four weeks <laughs> Why wasn't there a fucking full moon? He's worried about the like, but there's a dead they guy say talking that. to him. And he's they not say worried four about weeks. Him. Yeah, he was in the hospital for several weeks. Oh, how is it that a full several, moon didn't fucking happen? But the in that first time, time he sees him, he's awake, right? Hmm? And, 
I'm talking about the timeline between the first time he sees his friend when he's in the hospital and then when he he ends up in the porn Oh, that's theater. like a week or two. That's got to be a week, right? Yeah. So how can a human being decompose that quickly? He's not I mean, a human. He's an undead. I feel like if a zombie saw that guy, he'd be like, there's something wrong with that That's what I'm zombie. saying. Why is he arguing a ghost? He's arguing that, like it, a yeah. ghost that's falling apart. The, it's a, the yeah, fact it's of the matter was to, like, show, to show the character in various stages of decom- decomposition. Why? So. I don't even understand. The, cu- the character's are dead so why is he decomposing that doesn't make sense in just from the get-go wait what yeah it does he's an he's, he's a fresh he's kill the, he's the undead he's, he's not a, a ghost he's the undead but he okay but he's but it's okay, different he, oh so he doesn't vanish he vanishes yeah no one else can he's see the him. undead That's for sure no one else can see him so isn't that a ghost what's the difference between the undead and the ghost then well, I mean, they're the, the undead's a zombie, and the ghost oh, is a specter okay, uh, haunting. Well, no, and then yeah, everybody was not seeing the zombies in the goddamn jerk theater. <laughs> no one sees them. Okay, it's like a they're hybrid. Ghosts. They have to. It's be a ghosts. hybrid. It's a ghost zombie. You are making this up as you go. <laughs> it's a it's zombie ghost. It's totally a ghost zombie. Well, it's it really a zombie the ability ghost. to decompose at an incredibly I think, accelerated I think, rate. I think that that adds to. I think. I think the fact that they decompose adds to the terror of being cursed. I'm not saying it's not cool because I think it's fucking cool. I think it's cool. I think shit. it's really cool. But really, it just seems weird that he decomposes I think so fast dude, in the course of like one. That's week. that. Cool. That's part. That's part of the fun. It's like the ghosts have to convince the werewolf to fucking kill himself like that's part of the curse and the fun and of, of everything like that's so so they're decomposing faster than normal and they're fucking hating life because this guy's still alive and they would fucking they would have sweet freedom if he just kills himself I'm gonna say you got that, two hands up in the room. Yeah, here. because I would like to say I'm waving at him that I think a lot of this shit you're reading too deep into also, and a lot of it I'm not is eye candy because they use a lot of eye candy in this movie. Like the dream sequences don't make sense. They're just eye candy, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think they have any it's placement. Just, it's a yeah, way they do. No they, have way. The, they have the they have the 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 dream sequences to show the the animal inside taking over, but Nazi animals. That's the last dream sequence of the film. Which, can I say, now I'm starting to think about it, there's a line like right before that where they make a point about him being Jewish that has to, I'm thinking that has something oh, to do with it. Oh, wow. Because I know for a fact, You're right. I read this, there's a reason. They had, you know, he, we already talked about how much man-ass there was in there because yeah. they couldn't show full frontal on Naughton because he wasn't circumcised. And that's why John <laughs> Landis was like, I can't, we can't show your penis because no one's going to believe you're Jewish. <laughs> That's a real. I, I, I'm not even joking on that. That's what I'm saying. Was this guy? Was it okay? So this guy had to be hard to work with, right? Who? Like John Landis? No, was, that's real, no. guys. Come on. No, that's that's just him. Every that, song's that, got to have moan in it. That's that's just him being like knowing what he wants and going after it. Oh my like, god! Oh, I can't show too. you penis because you're not circumcised, and I and I wrote this really clever line in here where you're circumcised. Like that's just him, like actually doing the job of a script. Fucking uh, who was the casting director? Fire him. <laughs> actually, Fire him. what's funny yeah. about that? I was just talking. I was just telling Mike this. Um, the two main characters, they didn't even. Um, what was the um, what Griffin Griffin Dunn and and, and yeah John yeah Naughton, I can't remember they didn't actually uh, audition they just had like a lunch with John Landis and he's like cool I'll send you the script let me know if you want to do it <laughs> that was it that was it they was just they just kind of talked for like fifteen minutes and then they got the role wow hey how are we rating this one today are we doing that already yeah I'm like on a roll here man I'm like yelling and everything all right well let's yell our ratings <laughs> hold on. <laughs> There's one more thing I want to talk about. There's okay. one person that wants to rate this from from beyond the grave. 
and his name is the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Oh my Michael God! Michael Jackson right? loved this film, and as a result, that's why he made Thriller the way it was. And Jonathan that's Landis why John even Landis directed, directed, it directed it because Michael Jackson loved this film. So Michael Jackson gives it. Maybe that's what we should say. We're giving it this many Michael Jacksons. Okay. You want to rate it Michael Jacksons? Yes. Okay. Why don't you go first? Film. Why don't you go first? Dead Michael Jacksons or just regular Michael Jacksons? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do undead. Let's do undead Michael Jacksons. Undead, undead Michael, Jacksons. Michael Jacksons. That's right. Okay. We're gonna go zombie Mike. Uh, undead Michael Jacksons. Zombie MJ. Who's going first? Me. You. Yeah. Me. I give. Uh, I love this film. Uh, this is one of those films that was like on constant like shuffle mode in my house. This and like Fright Night and. Uh, Big Trouble. Yeah. These are the three films that were constantly playing in my house. So I have a little bit of a bias to it. A little bit of nostalgia is coming through. But I'm gonna give. I'm definitely gonna give it uh, a four undead Michael Jacksons. All right, four undead Michael Jacksons. Even though I've been talking shit about it all night long. <laughs> Chris, how many Michael Jacksons? Um, well, this wasn't really a nostalgic movie for me. So I had friends and people around me that liked it, but I never really watched it very much. You know, in my youth. So. It didn't really have, I, I don't know, for some reason it just turned me off. But going back and watching it, I can definitely appreciate it. I love the effects, of course. Um, I think it's it's a good movie. It's just not one that I would be rushing to watch again. So I'm going to give it three. Three undead Michael Jacksons. Three undead Michael Jacksons. Kyle Smith. Yes, sir. Um, I'm looking across the table at you right now. You are, and with those dead eyes. And what I want to know is those fucking werewolf eyes. Mm-hmm. How many Michael Jacksons? Um, you know, this movie didn't didn't um, have a nostalgic thing to me. I think I probably only seen this movie three times in my life, but uh, I love it every time. It introduces certain elements that are seen in future films, like the comedy element in horror. And among other things, special effects, fantastic. I would give it, you know what? I'm going to give it five Undead Michael Jacksons because I think it's a fantastically written film. Five. I think the pacing is, is yeah, it might be a little off for today's standards, but for the times, it's fucking right on the money. Living Michael Jackson would agree. Yeah, he <laughs> would. Undead Michael Jackson as well. So yeah, five well, if he, if Undead talk to us right now. Michael Jacksons. Five Undead Michael Jacksons. Okay, so um, I, like I said, I don't think the movie, like the movie's not poorly directed. Uh, the movie is not poorly shot at all. Special effects are probably the the, the best thing in the movie, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I'm not the biggest on the characters. Uh, you know what I mean? I thought the ending was a little abrupt. Uh, I had some problems with it there. I, I, I did not grow up with this film. I've maybe seen it three times. Uh, I was a little bit bored. So I'd have to give it three undead Michael Jacksons also. It's watchable. It's definitely watchable. So, I mean... You know, watch it definitely for the history involved with it because there's definitely this is an influential film. It really is. It did. I, I agree with you. It, I think it did set comedy into the horror genre um, in, in, a, in a different direction. I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know what? With that, guys, uh, you know we're gonna do Congo next week. It's my pick. <laughs> we're doing Congo. So we're gonna do Congo. Really? Yeah. All right. I say, you know what? One animal movie to another animal movie. Good then, gorilla. Then we, you know what? We'll do we'll do gray gorillas versus werewolves, and we'll talk about who will win that battle next week. How's <laughs> nice. that sound? Sounds good. I love it. All right, all right, guys, join us next week. Oh wait, you know what? Follow us on all our shit, Mike. What is it? What's our Twitter? <laughs> oh, our Twitter is at cultfilm underscore review. Follow us on Facebook at cultfilm review. 
Uh, follow me on Instagram at official Cody Everett. You can find Kyle Smith. Pluskin 426 on Instagram and Bluefield Audio on Facebook. You can find Chris at. Um, you can find me by my name there on it is. Facebook, or oh. you can look me up on Instagram, Guar O Rama. Guar O Rama. All right, guys. Oh, what? Not me. Hi. <laughs> Hey, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter. Just building it up for you, buddy. You can buddy. find me on Twitter. I'm at, at Mike Salustio. It's real easy. <laughs> Make sure you find him. And find us. Show. All right, guys. Uh, we apologize for the show. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks for wasting your fucking time. <laughs>